What's up, what's up, what's up, teammates? Michael here from Winning to Wealth, and this is Money Talk Monday, number 22. And today I'm answering this question. How do you balance enjoying today with saving for tomorrow? And it's a tough question, right? Like you want to set yourself up to reclaim your time, have a great retirement, and enjoy those later years in life without having to struggle. But at the same time, like your kids are only going to be young once, right? And the truth is, you know, who knows if you'll even be alive or in good enough health to actually do all the stuff you're putting off until retirement. So what can you do to ensure that you have a little bit of balance, that you're prioritizing the future, but also taking care of and enjoying the today? Well, let's talk about it. So for those of you who haven't followed our story over the years, we started paying off $61,000 worth of debt in 2014 and became completely debt-free 16 months later. That was literally as fast as we could possibly go, right? $61,000, 16 months. I mean, we just blazed it. And since becoming debt-free, we've saved ridiculous amounts of money. I'm talking like 60 to 70% of our income at some points. And not to brag or anything, but we've been absolutely crushing this money thing for almost six years now. And it's really paid off. I mean, right now I'm not earning my W-2 income and we're getting along just fine financially. But even with all of that, we've had some incredible life experiences too. I mean, I've sat courtside at NBA games. We take three to four vacations every year and we even paid to bring my niece along when we took our daughter to Disney last summer. And we do those things because life is so much more than just having a high savings rate. So how have we been able to live an awesome life today while still preparing for the future? Well, the first thing is we set long-term goals. And when I say we set long-term goals, I don't mean we just wish that we would retire someday. No, we actually sat down and said, okay, what do we want life to look like at age 30? What do we want life to look like when we're 40 and 50 and so on? And what we realized is that around our 40th birthdays, any kids that we would have at the time would be close to high school age. And it was super important for us to be fully available during those years and not have to miss important events, to be there for all those major milestone moments when the drama's at an all-time high, right? And again, we just didn't want to miss out on things like that because of work and, and all those other things that get in the way. So early in our marriage, we decided to have enough money saved and invested to be work optional by my 40th birthday, which is August 13th, 2029. And the reason we set it for my birthday is because Taylor is like five months older than me. So that's why it's my birthday. But from that, we really started working backwards and we said, okay, so how much will we need to live this type of lifestyle based on our projected expenses at the time? Like, will our mortgage be paid off and will we have car payments and all those other things? So based on what we project our expenses to be, how much will we need to live off of this for as long as we need to? And so then from that point, it became 
Okay, so how much do we need to save and invest every month or every year to actually make this dream life a reality? And so once we had the number, we took ourselves completely out of the equation by automating this. And so now it's not a question of if we're going to save half our income this month. That's just where we start from because that money is getting transferred from our bank account to our brokerage account to buy index funds, whether we like it or not, it's happening. So we completely took ourselves out of the equation. We've automated everything that goes towards our future. And so, and that's just what we've done since the very beginning. We set long-term goals and then we made sure the steps to reach that goal was a top priority in our spending plan. But then there's today, right? Like we have a two-year-old and she's hitting these incredible milestones and it seems like every day just goes faster and faster and faster. And I'm looking at, I'm like, what the heck is going on? She'll be 18, 19 on her way to college before I know it. And so to kind of illustrate this, I'm going to share a little story. So like towards the end of our debt-free journey, I started working for this company and Things were going great, right? Like I loved my teammates. My manager was incredible. She was super supportive. And the company just really seemed committed to growing, which is something that's super important when you're in sales, right? But then a few months into my time there, leadership decided to go in a completely different direction. And so my manager and a few other leaders that I just really loved were let go and my role was changed and the manager they brought in was absolutely terrible. And it got to the point where I really just hated working there every single day. And it wasn't just at work. Like I would bring that negative energy home. I was complaining about everything. I had a really short temper and just all these things because I was going to a place that I just hated going to for eight hours a day. But I knew we had these big goals though. So although I hated what I did, I just kept showing up and performing every day because I wanted my commission checks. Because again, we got this big goal and we're trying to make progress. So I can't let how I feel get in the way of our goal. Yes, I hate going here, but this goal is bigger than me. This is this is my family. This is my wife. This is my daughter. This is our legacy. So I keep going in every day. I'm still hitting my sales goals. I'm still hitting all my numbers and everything, but I'm absolutely miserable, right? And then one day we're having dinner and Taylor looks at me and goes, listen, if you hate it so much there, why don't you just quit? Now, keep in mind, this is the first job that I had after essentially being laid off at my previous job during our debt-free journey. And again, we had just finished paying off our debt. And so All that to say, I hadn't really thought about the fact that we could really live off of Taylor's income at that point. And the fact that we had built an emergency fund would really get us through a job search should we actually need to touch the emergency fund. So once we kind of waited out, I went into the office and I gave my notice and I was gone shortly after that. And so see, the truth is tomorrow isn't promised to any of us. So While we have huge goals for our future, it's important that we also make sure that we're enjoying life together as a family now. We're enjoying the journey to get there now. And so from that instance, we learned really how to dig into what was actually important for us in the now. 
And that included things like prioritizing family time and making sure it's quality time, not some grumpy dinner where I'm coming in all upset about my work day, right? That includes serving other people, actually having the time and the mental capacity to actually go serve and make other people's lives better as well. And there were a few other non-material things too, but that's what we focus on. And so the journey to financial freedom shouldn't be a miserable one, right? Like just because you're working towards a future goal doesn't mean that you have to delay just some of the basic happiness until you hit that goal at the end of your journey. But see, awareness is really the key here. So like my dream car is a Corvette, right? And it would be so nice to just go buy one this weekend. But doing that could have me potentially stuck at a job that I hate just to be able to make the payments every month. Or, I mean, truthfully speaking, I could go write the check for it right now, but that would actually slow down the progress to our big goal. And with that being the case, I wouldn't actually get to enjoy the car like I really want to. And so essentially what this means is I don't value that car more than I value financial freedom. I mean, a 3,000 square foot house in a gated community would have been fantastic. I mean, I would have loved to have just this huge, massive game room and a backyard pool and like all these stuff. But we can and we have made incredible memories as a family in our less than 2,000 square foot house while still staying on track towards that goal of being work optional at 40. So what I really value is not a big house and a fancy car. What I value is safe transportation. I value a safe place for my family to live and sleep comfortably. And anything above that is really just taken away from our goals and the ability to enjoy the money now as we pursue those goals. So see, just making those two choices to not buy the car or that Mac Mansion, right, has really freed up so much of our income that we now get to spend money and time traveling together, right? We get to catch live sporting events and concerts together and just so many other things that we actually value, not things that society says that we need in order to look successful. And see, because I'm aware of what it is that I actually value and what will actually bring me joy, I never really feel like I'm choosing between living today and saving for tomorrow. I'm always spending money on things that I value, whether that's an investment of some kind or it's a nice getaway with my wife that helps us connect deeper and relax together. So here's what we have so far. So we we set big, long-term goals. And then from that point, we create the savings plan that's required to reach those goals. And then from there, we get in tune with what it is that we actually value. And we use what's left after investing for our future to spend like crazy on the things that we actually value today. And again, you can see that I'm literally always using money to enhance my life according to my values. So again, whether that's investing for early retirement or whether that's something simple like always getting the dessert if it intrigues me when we go out to eat. Yes, I am that guy. I get the dessert. And that's because, again, growing up, I didn't have that option. So I love the fact that now if I see something and I'm intrigued by it, I want to try it. I get it. That's something I value doing. Now, practically speaking, this changes from time to time. So as I mentioned in the beginning, we were saving 60 plus percent of our income. This year, our income has been significantly more, but we are only saving around 50-ish or so percent, 
which is still more than the old 60%, right? Now, could we save more and reach our goal faster? Absolutely. But what thing that we value would we give up to make that happen? And would it be worth it, right? That's the question that we have to ask ourselves. So this year, we had intentionally carved out more money for date nights, right? We set money aside for one-on-one dates out with our daughter to ensure that Taylor and I both have our own unique relationships with her, right? We we were willing to spend a ridiculous amount of money to go on this big seven-day trip with the rest of my family. And again, it's because we value those things. And because we value those things, we never feel guilty for buying them. And we never feel like our higher than normal savings rate is really keeping us from enjoying life. In fact, it's really just the opposite. See, so setting goals and saving for the future is what opened our eyes to our values, which helped us to to clearly see just what we needed to do to really have fun with our money today. So before you buy something because YOLO, stop and ask yourself, what value am I really getting from this? Now, sometimes the answer is a ton of value and you just go ahead and make the purchase. Other times the answer is it's just not enough. And so you put whatever it is back on the shelf. But again, that starts after you draw that line in the sand and you declare just how much you need to be putting towards your goals and automate that process. So. To wrap this up, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. And if you're wanting some practical steps you can take to start increasing your savings rate so you can start working towards financial freedom, head over to winningtowealth.com slash playbook and download my free book. Again, that's winningtowealth.com slash playbook for my free book that's going to give you some practical steps that you can take to increase your savings rate. But that's it for this Money Talk Monday. So until we talk again, keep racking up those wins one at a time. We'll talk soon. 